0: Welcome back to the prequel at the end of the book podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Rachel, Jen, and Lydia, and we are here for a little mini theories episode. Grab um, your tinfoil. <laughs> oh, yes. Bring your tinfoil hat. <laughs> um, so really quick, some housekeeping before we start. Um In cast news, in addition to Drake Roger now, both McDonnelly and JoJo Fleites have been confirmed to be coming to Creation Entertainment Solutions Supernatural Convention Tour. Although, I guess now it's like Supernatural and More, or like, whatever. They've changed it from J and J, like, whatever. Yeah. They yeah. can't decide on a name anymore, oh, apparently. Well, it's title. at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we're still waiting for news on, on Nita. On, I, yeah, we're still waiting for news on Nita, but I would assume she's going to get confirmed at some point in the next couple of days now. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're going to be at... Dallas, Atlanta, New Orleans, and New Jersey. And we will have some pod people at Atlanta. So we're oh, we're gonna to try and we're gonna go to New Jersey. New Jersey's yeah. first. <laughs> okay, cross your fingers for us guys, because we have a we have an idea and we hope that it, something can come of it. Just cross your fingers for the pod people going the not okay, the podcast people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to Atlanta. Um I can't wait to see what this is all about. And then the second piece of housekeeping is that the Winchesters is almost back. (gasps) Um, I'm so excited. Um, By the time this episode is released, we'll be less 36 hours away from the airing of episode eight. Um, So just keep in mind that the, an encore episode will be airing on Tuesday at eight, seven central, um, which is going to, I'm pretty sure is going to be episode seven. Um, and then the new episode is going to be airing at 9, 8 central, starting Tuesday. So, yeah, let's just jump on into theories. Who wants to start us off?
1: All right. So, first up is from Pearl, who is on our server. Um, the Chuck lost theory. Akrita are invading because of our, or potentially even caused by Chuck, no longer being God, potentially Amara being the Akrita queen. I love this because, I Same. mean, people, people... What, listening to this right now, don't realize that I am coincidentally wearing a Chuck One sweatshirt. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i I especially like the idea of Amara being involved, mostly because I feel like she deserves more,
0: yeah, um, anything to involve Amara. She got treated so badly in the end for real by the I, narrative.
1: I, I still hope that in some continuation she pulls, like, a Trojan horse. And, like, because she's, like, inside, she can, like, start ripping wires. But I like yeah. the, um, I like the idea that, uh, potentially even caused by Chuck no longer being God. Like. Yeah. Like, I feel like that can even fit into a Chuck won somehow. Um, like, he won but didn't foresee consequences. Um Yeah. Or even the consequences of him destroying other worlds. I don't mean. Yeah. Maybe it's, that's another consequence.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, the power imbalance or the energy imbalance created in the universe. Because he either won or lost. I think it can work either way. Yeah. Um,
1: and just actions
0: he took in general yeah. in season 15 of destroying other universes. I, I really sense. like this theory. I do, too. And, that's, Especially and because- the Amara stuff, like, I'm surprised at myself because I love her. I'm surprised that I hadn't even really thought about it. Um, but I'd be really down for that.
1: But like when you think about it, Amara never really had like minions
2: like Chuck had. Like, no, Chuck she had. Should to have, she
0: should get to have some minions, you know? Yeah, let her be the minion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can imagine like Amara's face superimposed onto Gru's body. <laughs> oh,
0: just a just a little note too. Um, so we have most of our theories are from people in our server or involved with the podcast in some way. And then we've got a handful from, uh, listeners. There's some overlap with people in our server and listeners, but, um, but yeah. Um, just so you know where we got these theories from.
2: Yeah. Um, who wants to win number, uh, number two. I guess I, I will take, um, Charlie's theory and, uh, Which is, Chuck One theory where all the missing and absent family members, Deanna, etc., are absent because Chuck Thanos snapped them away.
1: Ooh. I like that idea of, like... Yeah.
0: That's a a good one.
1: Like, extending beyond just the present timeline that we watched it happen on.
0: Yeah. Like, it it was strong enough that it went back in time also and fucked with their timeline, too. Because I do
1: find it very... Odd, like I know Deanna was away on obviously. We know something nefarious is going on with her too, but it's yeah. like, like where is she?
2: And Actually, like, end game and this is happening at the same time in the same universe, and so <laughs> Thanos snapped <laughs> <knocked> it away.
1: <laughs> this is how we get the MCU and Supernatural Crossover that we deserve, <laughs> but I like it because, like what if murph was also thanos snapped by chuck and he just remembers it as an explosion but it was actually him disintegrating away oh man Mm -hmm. i like i like this idea of their world slowly being gone essentially like Mm -hmm. piece by piece you know you know here we go here's the comparison that's in my head when Bobby was dying and had to go through all of his memories and like the world kept like blackening out
2: uh-huh. and like
1: the edges kept coming in basically in his memories until he was essentially just in a living room with Dean and Sam and everything was black. Like, I wonder if that would wind up happening too. Mm-hmm. The consequences of Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it that. I'm going to put both of these theories together and call it the the consequences of Chuck. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, and then Charlie's sister also had a theory that uh, the Akrita are bad angels. Maybe somehow connected to Apocalypse World uh, with their determination to cross over into our world. Um, And then also questioning the symbolism of them being like scorpion slash crab-like beings, because I imagine that's pretty hard slash difficult design to do with CGI. And they clearly have a CW budget, so like yeah, it's like you could have picked like, You could have like, something a little simpler, maybe a little less expensive to do, and they didn't. So I wonder if there is some sort of symbolism to why. That is a good doing. idea. Like they put scorpion-esque. They put effort into it, like yeah.
1: more effort I think than we realize on the surface, because like yeah. you said, it really could have just been like dark figures, like
0: yeah, or like figures I don't know, really? more like demons with their like a smoke essence or something yeah. like that, and they're not. Mm-hmm. They're like legit.
1: And obviously, I know that they're starting to look like people um, and stuff like that. Like they're starting to like get into people, but specifically having them look like that, I didn't even
0: realize until we just read that that yeah, indeed, this isn't like HBO. Like yeah. this was—they <laughs> don't have endless amounts of money to do this sort of. Thing. It's, it's kind of like
1: this. It's kind of like the episode titles. It's like yeah, cute song, but also we know you're doing that for a
0: reason. So yeah, why? Yeah. I'm curious well, if like anybody, if anybody like know has like any knowledge of, you know, what scorpions symbolize in various cultures or anything, please let us I, know.
2: I'm currently, like to hear it. I'm Googling it <laughs> and <laughs> it says, um, powerful transformations, success and in dreams, independence, personal drive, rebirth, like sharp mind, intelligence, Ooh. solitude, willpower, aggressive <laughs> behavior, feeling, <laughs> you got me on the
1: rebirth thing. Got me? Yeah, yeah. same. Especially when it comes to your your
0: Chuck first draft theory. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also like- when it comes to Also in a sense when it comes to Dean being the cause of them, which is another theory, uh, we could talk about Laura's theory. Um, or Laura's theory. Sorry. We have Laura and Lore and we like to be able to <laughs> identify between the two Lauras. Oh, wait, actually, we didn't even get to finish
1: Charlie's sister's one, Akrita being bad angels. Oh, we Because I I think, because Supernatural set it up, basically, that the Leviathan came first, they got out of control, they got locked away, the angels were around. But, like, I think we all just assumed bad angels would just become demons or something like that, but that makes actually not that
0: much sense. So, yeah, and I feel like... In the sense of, like, if, if they are connected to Apocalypse World or something, or, like, some other world or something like that, they don't necessarily have to be, like, actually corrupted angels. They just have to be angels w- with, like, a cause that they're fighting for that yeah. is harmful to our world. And Maybe they also just you got know?
1: locked away with Amara, and that's how you can wrap in the Amara thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know who, to credit this to you, I don't know if this was also Charlie's sister, but... Um, this theory that we won't get to see the resolution on Carlos's revenge quest this season because they're saving that for a major plotline in season two. I agree.
0: I, um, would, I would enjoy that immensely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, in other words, it feels like you have too many things, too many going, things on. going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two will be Carlos's season. Yes, <laughs> I would love that. So from Lore... Um, the overarching theory she's had the whole season is that Dean is either the actual leader of the Akrita or the force that threatens the whole universe. Um, Since Dean is picking the music, it feels like he has some sort of control somehow, whether it's on purpose or if he's done it by accident by creating like a rip in timelines or in the universe, is up in the air. Um, I'm definitely here for this. This is something I've had sort of an inkling of as well, where he like is going back to try and do something and inadvertently caused this to happen. Like, I think
1: I think um, you or I or some of us have said, ever since the Accredo were known in the show, and I don't know if it was either on a podcast or we did on Tumblr or whatever, but I also was of the opinion that this is Dean's fault, especially when we bring in this uh, spoiler picture that came this week oh. of... Um, a behind-the-scenes picture of a chair that said Dean and a chair that said John, and they were at an airport, and there's this theory that, indeed, it is Dean giving John this letter, and so... I think that's totally what that scene is. Me too. So it's like, if that's the case, (laughs) what are you doing, man? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I wonder now if the Akrita are also, like, after him, specifically, because Ooh. if he's in this timeline where he can give John this letter, how the fuck is he there? And he's yeah. not supposed to be there. And now he's interfering with things in the past. So I wonder if indeed I like this theory that lore lore has, and that we've mm-hmm. been kind of speculating on for the season that the Akrita are definitely tied to Dean somehow. Which makes the Amara thing even funnier because he and Amara are tied together too. So yeah. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of
2: something. It's just like it doesn't – I don't know. For me, it's like Dean has been told and shown multiple times that, like, you can't change the past. So, like, what are you doing, bro? And I don't
0: think they're going to – he's going to – even if he's trying to, I don't think he's going to succeed because they have reiterated that nothing they're doing is going to change what happened. Unless he's in, in a, a different line. universe,
2: unless he's in a different yeah, yeah.
0: timeline. See, the only re- the only situation in which, to me, these being this being a different universe is like acceptable is if they're still like prime universes characters that else. got transplanted there, some like accidentally because of these slips in the like in the timeline in the universe, whatever, like. Yeah. Because I don't want us to be following the story of another universe's John. And yeah, Mary. like I want these that to be our the Mary of and the show. John. Like I need it to be our Mary and John. Because otherwise, it feels like there's no reason for this to well, exist. You know,
1: you know how we always joke, like in real life, like oh, there was a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, I just slipped into another timeline. Like, I just no, like, to-
0: yeah, that would be a totally acceptable way of it, this being a different universe if there was, like, exactly like a glitch in the Matrix. But. You know.
1: But. I also wonder, because we talked about how we didn't know if Dean being told you can't change the past um, can't happen, but that was, like, so early when we first get introduced to Angels and when he first, like, first goes back in time. And there was always a discussion whether or not that was just supposed to be a lesson and you can actually do it. But I wonder if they tell people you can't do it because then the Akrita get launched and try Ooh. to. That's <sighs> a thought
2: correct yeah.
1: the issue yeah. and since roxy seems to be in charge of these things and she's also picking the music and dean's picking the music it's kind of like this like i don't know like roxy's yeah. trying to get to dean she didn't give a fuck
0: about the other people she's just trying to get to dean to stop him or something like that Ooh, that's a thought mm. that's a thought. like they're almost like the safeguards against yeah like like problems like you know the universe being ripped apart or whatever Yeah, because, like, if you
1: try to change too much from the past, then you're going to be screwing shit up. Chuck doesn't like that, so he has guard dogs, the Akrita, to go and stop whatever force it is
0: that's, my God, my brain Mm. hurts. That's an interesting one. Thank
1: you, Laura. I like that one.
0: Yeah. Another one from Charlie. Uh,
1: Lada is from a line of prophets and left home to escape a shadow of a prophecy about herself she didn't like.
0: I like that. I Um, really like that, too. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, where we thought that Carlos's revenge quest would be next season, I feel like they've done enough hinting at Lata's background that I think that whatever is going on with her will be revealed this season. Yeah, right. But it's not going to be revealed until like the last five minutes. Yeah. So I, I really like this theory. I like this theory better than the theory that she's the cute, like one of the Cupids or whatever in the show. Because yeah. I know that that's something people have been talking about also. And, like, that would be fine. But also, I want our core four to just be our core four, you know? Yeah. yeah I, personally. Despite, so, I really like the prophet theory. Me too.
1: And I like yeah. the notion of her being something else, something more without her being unhuman. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly.
1: And, which makes me... didn't Didn't John say to her in, like, episode three when they were trying to save Mary or whatever, and he was getting a little frantic, like, this this can't work without her or something like that. Yeah. And he said that to Lotta, so mm-hmm. if she was a prophet, <clears throat> she would likely know. Like, yeah. how much does she know in advance about yeah. what's gonna happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must know. Yeah. Lotta, I think, is the enduring mystery of the show for me that I'm so yeah.
0: curious about. I just love her. I think this would be such an interesting story. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was, it, I was, it would make her more Sam coded uh, without giving her like demon powers. Which yeah, is unnecessary. Charlie, crossing my fingers, you are hit with Apollo's dodgeball. Yeah, <laughs> no, <for real>. I <laughs> want, all of these are have, are really great. So. I know. Um, so one of my favorites next, or, or actually no, is it Lydia? Is it your turn? Oh yeah, Lydia, thought, uh, yeah. It's well, like, this is
2: one of my favorites. So speaking of Cupid, yeah. Um, yeah. Courtney and Alex said Betty is part of the heaven plot slash is a Cupid slash is Zachariah with a laughing emoji. Yeah,
1: I feel about- like <laughs> I lo- well, okay, the Zachariah thing is new. Because I was about to say, I feel like a lot of us have been on board with Betty as, a, as an angel. Or a We kid. just
0: think Zachariah would be the funniest option for, like, which <laughs> of the angels Betty no, would but be. So.
1: Here's why I think maybe it is Zachariah. Because <laughs> Betty is constantly surrounded by this Michael stuff. And exactly. I, think I personally like to think that Zachariah was a simp for Michael. And obviously was, like, his number one worker. Like, I'll do everything you say. So that actually would be kind of funny in my mind. Yeah. That's, that makes that ma- – does that mean Betty was doing fan art of Michael as Zachary? <laughs> when she was painting?
0: The- <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and something that uh, Courtney also noticed while we were doing a server rewatch of episode three – when Betty got introduced is that in her introduction scene, her hair is up the scene where she goes to the house where John and Mary are watching Ford. Her hair is down and then her hair is up again in the scene at the end of the episode. And, uh, we were wondering if there was like anything, like, yeah. significant about that, especially because after her hair is like the scene where her hair is down, John goes like insane over his need to like keep, like, get to Mary, you know, and like, was, like be by was, like, her. So it almost feels like we're wondering if Courtney was wondering if maybe there was like some Cupid or angeling happening there, you know. It's very frustrating wow. because they've
1: literally said, like, the cast and crew have literally said that pretty much everything can be analyzed and that everything means something. So yeah, it's like, yeah. Or have we, I, I wasn't there for the live watch, but was there other moments where we've seen her where her hair was down or up? Like, when she was painting Mike. I don't Michael. remember. But I'll keep the, an
0: eye out for that
1: scene. I want to say her hair was down for that, but... It doesn't really make sense to be painting outside with your hair down, so
0: um,
1: <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Uh, but that's an interesting observation. Another one from Laura Lee. Uh, Specifically making a prediction for episode eight, because the rest of the season could go so many different directions. I think that when Loudon Swain performs, we're going to be teased with seeing Rob Benedict, but instead he will be conspicuously absent and we'll see Spate as Gabriel Loki in his place, which is how he'll be introduced into the episode. I think that will happen.
0: Same. I think that this is probably spot on, to be honest. Um. Yeah. If it's not, I, I'll be sad. <laughs> and I literally forgot he was going to be enough. Like, I forgot episode eight was next
1: and we're seeing them all next. Um, yeah. But, you know, going back to that throwback Thursday that Rob posted of him as Chuck in Swan Song with the prequel John comic book poster behind him uh, really makes me feel like we will see him at some point. Like, um, I
0: think maybe like right at the end of the season or something like that. Yeah, I, I remember
1: in a couple episodes ago when we were talking, someone has floated the idea that Chuck would have been John's leader in the army, like, and I like that idea too. But I like the idea that obviously we as people who have been following the Supernatural cast know that Rob should be fronting this band's performance, but they can't do that because that that, that's Chuck, so yeah. we're just going to put Spate there instead.
0: Yeah. And I feel like this would work for people who, like, both are fans of Supernatural and, like, are in fandom and know that technically Rob is supposed to be there. And also for new fans who might not know this stuff already. They might not even know about Loudon and Swain. Which, yeah. I also um, think a fun way to have uh, Rob Benedict <laughs> in there uh, would be, like, just, like, a little glimpse of him right at the very end of episode eight. Oh, yeah! Oh God, that would be so funny. Oh, my
1: God. And then then that's it.
0: And then that's it until, like, either the end of the season or the end of the show. Like, he's just Um, some guy trying to get inside the club to see the band. And, like, yeah, just pans off of him arguing with the bouncer. Like, let me in.
1: Let me in. Yeah. That would be so great. Mm -hmm. I actually had been watching since, I think, episode five in the background just in
0: case. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. I know his new
1: look was for a role like when he got rid of all of his hair and all that kind of stuff. It's but true like, I'm pretty
0: sure it's for his role in the boys, right?
1: Yes. however, yeah. what that also would do is make him very easy to miss unless you're really looking yeah in the true. background. Not That's like Eiffel's double like, duty. yeah yeah. And him with the glasses on and the short hair is very much like a, a 60s look or just even like a military look in that time. Yeah, So I'm here for it if he can pull double duty and Same. somehow show up. Like for, forget Cash ever
0: showing up in the show. I want to know when he's going to show up. I know, it. literally. He's the, he's the question that I – like the biggest question mark for me about this show is for is real. if Chuck is going to show up. Chuck slash God is going to show up at some point. Definitely more than Cash. So um, I don't – I guess this is just a general theory that I'm sure – you know, a lot of people have been thinking about. But whatever Dean's quest is, it has something to do with Jack and or Cass. If the show is Chuck lost, true thing, he's on a mission to try and find them in heaven. And for some reason, his family history is crucial to that. Or if the show is Chuck One true thing, whatever happened with John and Mary is the key to beating Chuck and saving Jack and Cass. So true. Um, yeah. <laughs> so true. I'm a... Chuck
1: one theorist. So I'm of the latter opinion. Yeah. But I think regardless, obviously he isn't doing this just for shits and giggles. Like, yeah,
0: he can do other things while in heaven. Like assuming he's in heaven, we don't even know where Dean is. And yeah, we've been assuming he's in heaven. I still think it's yeah. the most likely place for him to be, but
2: that's true. How you know. the, the fuck is he at an airport? You, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, here's the thing. If, if he's in heaven, I feel like he he knew from the moment he pretty much got there, right, that, like, when Bobby was like, Cass helped. Like, he knows Cass is okay. So I feel like this whole, like, oh, he's doing this. If he's in heaven, I feel like he wouldn't be doing this to, like, save Cass because he knows Cass is okay. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, but. So, I don't know.
1: I also like this idea that he knows that Bobby's lying as soon as he said Cass helped because he knows that Cass shouldn't be there. Um, the last time you saw Cass, he was being swallowed by black goo that does not go to heaven. And I would imagine that after some bit of time, assuming Cass isn't in heaven, um, of Dean just driving around and Cass doesn't come to see him, that would also mark as something wrong. So yeah. maybe this is Dean also trying to figure out if indeed something's wrong. Maybe he doesn't even know if something's wrong yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm coming at that from a Chuck One truther Who does not believe Cass is in heaven. And that Jack is in Mm -hmm. fact Chuck. Um, Which makes me sad. But I. It makes no sense. I don't understand why he wouldn't be in heaven. But that that picture the other day. Of his chair in the airport. During filming. Unless. Unless. He's in heaven. And somehow had been able to hijack. One of the core fours, like memories of everything or i guess his father's memories of stuff and it's inside it's like heaven inception
2: well that's like what i like what did i say like a few episodes ago when um when whatever you can see other people's heavens like you get pulled into their heaven yeah their own right like what if i don't know he goes my thing is is that John Winchester would not be in Dean's heaven, so. Well,
1: but the other thing is that they opened up heaven, so it's like all oh, yes.
0: They're like, which still well, sounds like a waking nightmare to me. But
1: John Winchester know. shouldn't be in heaven. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, but that's the thing. Like, is he even in heaven? Is he in hell? Where the hell? Is he? It's the good place. I personally like to think that yeah. John is in the empty, but that's just me. I. We don't, I guess, I guess that's really the other thing, right? Like we don't know where Dean is, but we specifically don't know where John Winchester is because I'm someone who does not believe Bobby in 1520 That um, oh yeah, your dad's just down the street. Oh yeah, Cass helped, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't believe it <laughs> because, because I'm thinking of that line Bobby said that, you know, if they give me a rocking chair up there, I'm going to whatever, kill someone. And he's just, you know, chilling in his little rocking chair, his little chair outside of this roadhouse, and content as can be, and the cast thing makes no sense to me, and the John thing makes no sense
2: to me either, so... Very much, yeah, it all points to Chuck 1, to... Yeah.
0: The rocking chair thing in the finale kills me. Like, that, and the El Sol beer, and like... Oh, yeah, my god. All of the, like, so many signs that... Like something is not right. The one, the one good thing about Bobby's little like dialogue bit there is is referring to Jack as Dean's kid. That's like the one thing (laughs) that I will like allow. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like that's that's literally it. Yeah, absolutely it. But
2: when you go back to like the last few episodes, there's just so much that points to like, like. Like, Chuck writing... Like, Becky reading Chuck's, you know, finale and being like, this is shit. And, and yeah. everyone's gonna hate you. Uh, like, there's just so much, I think, pointing to the fact that, like, they knew that this was awful and terrible, but they did it on purpose. And they well, did so- everything they could to say,
0: like, something isn't right about this. The fact, know? Yeah, no, but for real, the fact that you can trace the...
1: The oddness of the finale. COVID changes and all. I don't even care.
0: I'm Mm -hmm. not even. I don't even think like a ton was changed because of COVID, to be honest. I used to be
1: on that conspiracy
0: theory, but I'm very much not anymore.
1: Well, you'll look at like the original draft and it's still shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think the only things they had to really take out were
0: the big reunion Mm -hmm. and whatever. But like. I think it was a matter of changing the tone of the episode. Yeah. Um, where I think before it was meant to be framed as a tragedy potentially. If and, still then, and then they got orders from on high that because of COVID or whatever, or and because of Walker, that oh no, this has to be a good end like you have to this has to be a happy ending. But it still you wasn't happy, happy ending. And there it was still a- wasn't happy, but like I but think- like I feel like the way that it was framed, like tread the line. I where, think like, what a GA it- would be like, oh, maybe. I think and what the original was going to
1: be was it was still, it was going to be more distracting because it was going to have the band. It was going to have all of our old favorite characters in heaven. It was going to have Dean yeah. thinking it was Cass, but it was Jimmy in order to give us some. That's more- another thing that's like, that's not right. Why? I'm But I'm, I'm convinced that it was going to be Jimmy because they can't have Cass on the same screen as him after that confession because that's a no-no land. So yeah. The way you can get Dean to indicate reciprocation without physically saying it is Jimmy. Regardless, though, what I'm convinced of, and this is the tin hat part, is the tin hat part, is um, that it was going to be distracting and it would take us a hot second to realize what exactly was wrong because we were going to get distracted by all of these actors that we missed seeing. Yeah. We were going to get sad because Dean died, but it's okay because he's with his family and his friends, even though we have family and friends on Earth. And Kansas was going to um, distract us and everything. And what happened was COVID made that impossible to happen. And so they really were like, fine, then we're going to go X on the on the uncanny valley-ness of it all. Because if we can't distract you and make you question things, then we're going to just put it right there in your face to make it feel like, like it's not an accident. Yeah. And I know we really got off topic here, but... Essentially, we don't know where John is either. We didn't see him in heaven. We know from Cass seeing Mary in heaven that Mary is in heaven, but we can't even be sure that Dean's in heaven right now. Like, where Dean's at is heaven.
0: So, I bring up... Yeah, sorry, finish your thought. I was was just going to say
1: that I bring up the the exchange between John and Lada in episode 3, where he seemed like he knew something more than he should, the whole this can't work without her thing. It could work for the present moment that they're in, which is the problem, and him trying to find out more about his father and everything. But it also felt like something else, and that maybe John was told something additionally in this letter, or by the man delivered who delivered the letter. Yeah. Um,
0: Interesting. Sorry, I did a lot of talking. No, it's fine. Um, what I was going to say is I still, there's still a part of me that wonders if Dean is in the empty because of what Billy said to him. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that that would be really interesting, like an axis movie in the empty where he's like
2: no, trying to figure well, out a way to have we break seen, out or
0: break through.
2: You know? Have we seen how like the empty affects regular people? No, because technically and it's not yeah. supposed to
0: hold humans, but, right. no, it, but it really be, made a deal. Humans zero. have
1: to physically be placed there. Yeah. Um, so it's for special humans. And exactly. what yeah. I'm liking it to is Chuck's toy shelf. Um, kind of like in in Atomic Monsters where you see Becky's mantle that has all of her action figures on it, and Chuck takes something off and puts something back on. Yeah. That, that empty is essentially his toy shelf. And... Um, Yeah, humans mostly don't go there. But Billy literally said, I will take you there myself. Billy's gone by the time they die. But that doesn't stop the fact that the Empty and Chuck seem to have been working together in some capacity. Because Chuck was able to pull entities down out of it during season 15. And he shouldn't be able to do that. Um, So... That's why I think that Dean... I like that theory that Dean is in the empty and he's trying to figure it out for himself as well. Yeah. And I think also maybe John
2: is in the empty. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then maybe like whatever episode it was where, you know, John and Carlos like started seeing things and they were like hallucinating that they were in the jungle or whatever. Like, Like maybe it's just one giant like... Hallucination that they're having in the empty, and like maybe maybe all of the core four is in the empty. Maybe it's like a different, a, I don't know, a glitch in the matrix. Maybe and, that's where Chuck. Uh,
1: draft. draft characters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: There we. Go. It all comes back to the first draft. I still, think, I still think that the first draft theory is pretty on point too. Yeah, I like, like that theory a lot. Especially when we were rewatching. And then yesterday I started my Supernatural rewatch, also. Uh, yeah. That I've been planning on doing for a while. And just, like, the thematic similarities between the episodes we have of the Winchester so far and those same, like, same episodes in the first season of Supernatural are, like, I don't know. They're there. They're pretty there. <laughs> they're yeah. noticeable to me. So... I don't know, um, we'll and s- just we'll see how um, it out, but
1: it, it, and that might also just go back to the whole dean is causing the Akrita to be there because um, it's like a little virus trying to get in on <laughs> Chuck's computer, trying to screw it all up. Yeah, Akrita <laughs> are the antivirus. The accreta or Nord, Nord, Nord in, I Norton, I don't know. Norton antivirus.
0: <laughs> antivirus. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. um, bonus crack theory from Emma. Um, they'll introduce angels on the Winchesters via crossover with Riverdale and have yes. uh, Tabitha Tate on the show. I'm acting like I know what any of that means. I stopped watching River <laughs> Riverdale. And, like season off, off <laughs> now? Isn't Riverdale done? Am I? I no, it'll be done after its its last season is airing this summer. And then- Jesus Christ, I yeah. thought it
1: ended like two years ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> holy shit, that's um, so bonkers, bonkers and yonkers. <laughs> yeah, I have shit. Who's Tabitha Tate? I gotta.
0: Yeah, Tabitha okay. Tate. Tabitha Tate. You know what? I'm not even going to open up the, the wiki on she her. She is a canonical angel character, apparently. But, like...
1: How is there a canonical angel character in a show about high school teenagers?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, there's canonical witches and ghosts and, and Riverdale is, like, and quite and literally it's like all insane. Whatever insane. psychedelics the Riverdale
1: writers are on, <laughs> I would like some, please. <laughs> like... I thought the Archie comics were just some comic from the 40s or something about some kid in high school. I didn't realize. They are.
0: They are. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> All right. And then we have one more theory that was sent in by somebody who's actually sent in theories to us before. So thank you, Yushan, for sending in another one. It was nice to hear from you. Um, so... Uh, she'd actually written in before with some predictions before the Winchester started. Um, and now she's writing cause her perspective has changed through the first half of the season. So she says, I watched OG supernatural, like many people rooting for a team free will to subvert fate or whatever story, the angels, demons, and gods wrote for them. But for John and Mary and somewhat for Carlos and Lata, I keep watching the Winchesters as if their fate is already sealed. Mary will make a deal with yellow eyes, have two boys and be killed. John will become revenge filled and make his own deal. But the more I get to know these characters, the more I wonder if they should also have a chance to exercise their free wills, Would they have a chance to fight against their predestined fate, the way OG supernatural team free will did. I have no idea how this would fit into the existing canon, but I'm going to watch the second half of the season rooting for John and Mary to break free of their fates. I love that, which I kind of love this also. Um, Because they are right. John and Mary never had a chance. Yeah. So, like, I want to see them try and grab a chance. You know. Yeah.
1: Maybe though- it doesn't
0: work, but like, I want to see them try.
1: But that would go back to what we talked about earlier about Dean um, changing the past. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And that is probably why the accreta are there, yeah. and um, would basically to keep things how they're supposed to be kept. Or they're feeding on the changed, I don't know, cosmic, I don't know. But
2: I mean, like, even if John, I mean, I, I, I am willing to bet that they do try to break free of their fates because the Cupid in My Bloody Valentine was, like, it was not easy to get them together. Yeah. So, I feel like that's, like, a, a hint hint at, like, Maybe John and Mary, you know, have the realization that like, oh my God, like we're being controlled, yada yada yada, and then you know, there's a reset. <laughs> yeah, but and, but this is this is my confusion. Why is
1: there a letter? And especially if Dean's giving him the letter, like they're gonna meet each other anyway, right? Did Dean always give him the letter? Like, is that actually not? a new thing? Like,
0: was this always... Yeah. Like, Like, are we in a closed loop?
1: Yeah. So, it's just kind of like, what is the purpose of the letter? What is the purpose of giving it to John? Why is John so... gung-ho about it? And, it's just like, what's Dean's endgame if it is him, indeed, giving John that letter? um, Like, even if it's to give them a... Because if it's to give them a fighting chance for,
0: for free will, then why... Give him I mean a that's letter. a risky move you know but, it's a risky also, move considering them exercising free will might mean that he and sam don't ever exist you know but also
1: but that's exactly it so it's like if it's exercising free will why give john a letter that would directly put him back in front of mary's path and back into this whole hunting and which yeah. by the way is still that canon inconsistency that we have is that john knew about hunting um but so so, if you're trying to help your father and your mother exercise their free will, why give him a letter that would directly fuse them back together?
0: Um, yeah, Robbie, what are you doing? Yeah, are you? I'm just so <laughs> excited to find out. I'm but I so like, excited to find out. But I like that
1: idea of subverting, like like exercising free will, giving them a chance. Even though, again, we know that it's not gonna.
0: Work because it's not like you can take back the yeah. entirety of supernatural, but but um, I want to see them try. I want to see that fight to try. Yeah,
1: you know? it's not it's it's just like how you always know what the end is going to be, even though like like okay, on YouTube there's this there's this video that one of my favorite YouTubers put out called "A uh, Man in a Cave" or whatever, and it's about Floyd Collins, a man who got stuck in a cave in Kentucky in like the 1920s or 30s or something, and. The production was so funny and so good, but also serious at times, that even though I know how it ended, which was Floyd never got out and he Wait,
0: died. Wait, I love this musical. Wait. It was not a musical. There is a musical. The okay. Ballad okay. Well, of there's Collins, a musical. There's a musical, there's a musical. <laughs> about it, yeah. But even <laughs> though I know,
1: I know that he's not going to make it out of the cave. Every time they go in there to pull rocks out, to try and get him out, I'm like, he's going to make it this time, even though he's not. And that's how I feel watching the Winchesters. It's like, I believe in you guys, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah. uh, The video's by Internet Historian, by the way, if anyone wanted to watch it.
2: Um, My crack theory is that this John and Mary from the Winchesters end up being Alternate universe Sam and Dean's parents, (laughs) (laughs) Undercore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Listen, I would love that though. And and they get their fashion sense from Carlos. Yes,
0: Carlos is still alive.
1: (laughs) Actually, they all just entered into like this one big like poly partnership in in (laughs) Undercore, and so it's all main main for the core parenting Sam and Dean, which is why they're
0: all like. Oh, they are. That's yeah. <laughs> what I want. I don't know if I have a crack theory. Yeah, Do you have a crack I theory? Know. I don't know if I do either. I've just been thinking... I mean, I guess my crack theory is that Betty is Zachariah. I think Betty is an angel of some sort, but I like the idea that she's Zachariah. Yeah, I like the idea that she's Zachariah, <laughs> too. I also like the idea that she's the Cupid that they met in Bloody
1: Valentine. Oh, um, that would be so funny. But, um... That's my crack theory. I want I want to come up with crack theory, but I'm not funny and I'm not great at going outside canon. So, Uh, okay, crack theory. Dean didn't die in the finale; he's just in a coma, and this is just him. (laughs) This is his personal fix-it (laughs) dream. (laughs) This is him just entertaining himself while he's unconscious. You know, if anyone's anyone's ever seen the show, so weird. um, There, with with the main character's name is Fiona. There was an episode where. This girl was in a coma and Fiona somehow had to go into her brain and get her out. And it was like a whole episode of just like her confronting things and finding herself, finding her way home. So it's like that. It's like an episode of so weird. And Dean's in a coma because Sam actually did call 911 and they somehow explained those vampire things. And, uh, and this is just Dean in a coma. There we go. It was all
2: a dream. (laughs) It was all a dream. (laughs) Or another crack theory. Sam actually got his powers, his demon powers back um, at the end of season 15 whatever he can but instead of looking at the seeing the future he can now see the past and so this is just one of his really really long visions before dean even dies and (laughs) then he's like hey (laughs) we shouldn't go on that hunt
1: or maybe or maybe that like dean jr is somehow helping out in the background (laughs) that that, that kid's still a character right (laughs) i feel bad for that actor I was like, i'm sorry
2: dude i'm making fun of you so bad but just the
1: concept was just so hilarious
0: one of my
2: one of my theories when when the finale aired was that it was actually just sam got his his powers back somehow and he could see he like had a vision of like them going on the hunt and then like everything that happened afterwards and so The intro to season 16 was going to be Sam coming, like, into, you know how he, like, comes into the um, uh, war room and he's, like, super, like, whatever. He looks like he just, like, woke up from, like, a 10-year-long nap. anyway He's, like, and he's, like, hey, I just had, like, the weirdest vision. I think my powers are back. And so season 16 is going to be trying to find out why the hell Sam has... his (laughs) Sam has <laughs> powers again, <laughs> and no one that, actually died. <laughs> are you telling me I actually got stabbed in the
1: back, and that's how I died?
0: Yeah, and I could just be like, I didn't, I didn't I take a hop like, and like, a jump away
1: from that rebar. <laughs> wow, geez. <laughs> oh geez,
0: Jenny, love <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> who yeah we didn't even know
1: who she was he didn't even know her name like she like he never interacted with her it was Literally. Sam. Who did. so that like actually, that,
2: did. Anyway. that
1: that gives that theory some some credence because yeah. uh Dean never interacted with Jenny. even though i don't think sam even knew her name either but that's fine uh and and yeah maybe that would explain jenny actually right. but <laughs> i just i can just see his face it's like the same face he says like in, in french mistake when he says misha's name and but it's like jenny <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been bella or something it's fucking <laughs> jenny. like oh my god Lit- literally okay bella would have been fun to bring up. back in the finale not stupid fucking jenny um, <laughs> no one knew who, like, no, the better way, the better way for them to reference her, if, like, they actually wanted us to remember who it was, would be like, wait, wait, the lesbian vampire? Like, <laughs> like, like, like it would have been even funnier if, if
1: Dean was just like, aren't you the doctor from Dr. Sexy? Like... <laughs> Like the universe or whatever, because it's the same act Right? <laughs> Not everyone was also on the bandwagon that this isn't real because they used the same actress of a character who wasn't real, and <laughs> and but just like I just I I personally love that exchange just because one of Becky's notes was that the villain's monologue sucked and. She didn't even have a monologue. She had eight words, and they were all directed at Dean, and none of them made sense, and she never even met Dean, so it's just like, I, the finale, I both love and I hate it. Yeah. But I need to know what's going on in their little brains, because- well, If, if members- they
2: purposefully did that shit, and they purposefully made it that bad, just so, you know, they could continue doing whatever they're cooking up right now, then it's a great finale, and I applaud them.
1: Well, that's it, right? right? So that's why people are like, how do you think about, how do you feel about the finale? I'm like, I hate it if there's nothing else to come after it. But if there's other stuff to come after it that ties into it, fucking love it. Because it's so uncanny. And it drops so many hints. It's like, you can easily.
0: I have to share. So one of the members of our server, Alex, they got into Supernatural in like early 2021. After all of this, all the finale stuff went down and they spent a really t- long time thinking that a uh, despair was actually the finale of the show. <laughs> so when they found out that there were two episodes past it and that the fina- actual finale was like happened the way it did, they were like, Oh, and they hadn't actually watched it until probably like a month or so ago. Cause they were like, I've read the script. Like I already know how I feel about it, whatever. Um, and then they finally watched it and they genuinely have watched it. I think like three times since they watched it for the first time a month ago because they're obsessed with how bad it is. Well, yeah. But it's just like, it's like, it's like a comedy of errors almost. But that's why I like, like that feeling like, that. They
1: intentionally made it bad because if you made it bad in the sense that, oh, they just didn't care and they just threw in the towel for the end, that doesn't keep you engaged and it doesn't keep you talking. Like, we're still
0: talking about it. I know. And (laughs) And so, and the thing is, it is a poorly made episode of television in terms of, like, other things as well. However, like, the content of it, the way the content of it is framed is, like, there has to be more going on here because this is just so laughably bad like if it isn't on purpose. you know? Like it has to be on purpose. You
1: cannot screw it up by accident like this in my opinion and I yeah. guess this is when the only time I'll throw out my education as a screenwriter who has a degree in screenwriting but just in storytelling in general it's so hard to accidentally recall a character from season one that no one knew the name of. Like... It's yeah. so, it's impossible. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I know not everyone's a Dab fan. Everyone's, like, on the fence here or there. You really like him you really don't like him. Whatever. But. I'm in between. I'm almost back. I'm almost a Dab fan now. But I'm it's almost. also, remember, he wasn't the only one who wrote the ending. What was, um, what's his face? Who did, uh,
0: fucking Scooby Natural. Oh, Jeremy Adams. Jeremy Adams, yeah. I think, was a story contributor and he was a story he was a story editor for a lot of the season a lot of he was
1: and i just think especially because his episodes
0: have that uncanniness to it i just i don't know i also really solid character work for somebody who has only ever written scooby natural in like two episodes in season 15
1: yeah but arguably 1507
0: was one of the best episodes um yeah but so. lot, I feel
1: like a lot of people sleep on
0: the Mrs. Butters episode. Uh, I think there maybe, are parts of it that make me really happy and parts of it that make me really angry. So, like, I, I. I feel... <laughs> part of me is, like, if you watched
1: it, like, after watching... Like, the problem is that was the first episode to come back after the COVID break. But if oh, it played... Oh, was, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean. if it played when it was supposed to have, people, I feel like, would have caught on to the uncanniness real fast and how yeah it introduced some stuff, like, like i just call it the telescope but the telescope aspect of stuff and how that wasn't touched again and how weird it all felt and how i don't know i feel like people sleep on it only because of when it aired yeah. and okay. people huh. kind of skip over a it interesting on a rewatch but i always i'm just like re- mm-hmm. watch it all like in a row and yeah. it will indicate that something was high key
0: wrong yeah. in that episode um, I do feel like it is sort of like the hinge point of season 15 and that everything that comes after it is like the downhill.
1: I call it the, the, you know? the end spiral of Dean's mental health. Um, yeah, cause it's my, it's one of my things is like Dean was just in a existential crisis the entire season. And there were moments yeah. where it was okay. And then at a certain point in the season, he starts to spiral hard and can't get out of it. And that's when that happens. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. for a different episode. <laughs> um, I just
2: thought that was like The other
0: thing that contributes to that thought for me too is also the episode dragged Me Away From You. Yes. Because I think it's actually a really fucking good episode, but its placement in the season is so fucking strange. Yeah. That like it it feels like an episode that should have been earlier in the season, like in like, the first half of the season, rather than literally the fourth to last episode of the show ever. I agree. You know?
2: Um, but like
1: the first the first half of the season was so heavy with um things that yeah it's hard to place it anywhere unless they literally had just like an extra episode
0: like a 21st episode or something yeah so um, i feel like that placement was in some ways probably on purpose you know honestly i feel like every episode yeah. in season 15 is actually really good um I, yeah as individual episodes i think they're all really solid to be honest aside from you know, <laughs> uh, until we get confirmation that there's more aside from well, you know. Okay,
1: actually, you know um, what? I, I lied. I don't but, like the nineteenth episode. I hate it a lot. But
0: so, but again, I if there's know. more, I forgive the nineteenth episode and the twentieth episode, you know.
2: But like if there's
0: not more, I really don't like them. If
2: there's if there's if there's not more, then I would rather have fifteen nineteen as my finale than fifteen twenty. Same, yeah. But I yes. still. But
1: since fifteen twenty exists, and and right now I am of the opinion. I mean, they they've talked, about, even this past fucking con last weekend, they've indicated it. We're getting a continuation, in my opinion. It's just a matter yeah. of when we are going to announce it, and which I imagine will be at some point this year, and it will be released in this year. Really? Well, I think it'll be announced. Like the project will be announced this year, and they'll start oh, filming yes, in 2024, and it'll probably be released in 2025 for like the 20 year anniversary.
0: Because um, it
1: could probably take
0: about it can probably take like two but, years to yeah. Um, but give them time too. Like if they've got like a solid two or three season plan for the Winchesters. Yeah. That would lead to it. It gives them time to like follow through with that plan and then air this reboot. That's the other thing. Like it'll yeah. give the Winchesters a, a few seasons. I don't, I, I do think that they mm. will stop the Winchesters no later than season five if they get oh, that. Oh yeah. I don't think they, I don't think that this is a show that could last longer than five mm-hmm. seasons. At, at, and I like, don't think they want it. Anyway, and I don't think they want it to. I just think they want it to be a vignette that will yeah. lead
1: into the continuation. Exactly. Um, so... Um.
2: Mm -hmm. We all have our tin hats on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've told you to bring your tin hats. So, (laughs)
0: um, all right. Well, this is definitely not the short episode I thought it would be. It's kind of (laughs) short. For us, it's a little short. (laughs) Um, we kind of got sideways. You know, tangents on season 15 and like delving deep into Chuck one theory, um, Sorry, so it's, you know, it's not related. technically related. Technically, you know.
1: And by the way, also I just want to state this real quick. Uh, <laughs> especially, I know I'm super vocal about Chuck One, but I'm obviously open to other. I'm not Chuck. Doesn't have to be a one theory for me. Like I'm down for really anything. It's just the one I cling to. So that's why a lot of my Winchester's theories are surround it. Um, yeah. But if you're listening and you have contrary opinions just know
0: that i don't like disagree with you yeah and send them in because we'd like to hear exactly opinions because i know that most of us over here are very much chuck one or like something this show has something to do with you know god and chuck and angels and whatever so if you have other theories we would like to hear them just to open our minds a little bit we don't want to exist in a goldfish bowl yeah um um but yeah, I think it's probably time for us to go. Yeah. <laughs> so remember to tune in for the new episode of The Winchesters, uh, the mid-season premiere tomorrow at 9, 8 central. And if you want a refresher, then tune in for that encore episode beforehand. have got the time. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm Jen. And I'm Lydia. And thank you, Paulina, for being Lydia. our producer today. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts until next time when we have our new episode review up oh my god i can feel feel the life coming back into my soul i'm so excited i've been like in a coma
1: since like the the high like since episode seven and the hype began i just can't
2: wait i'm so excited
0: so until then Bye. bye. bye